0: Kiana is the business development manager for Hair Labs. She focuses on creating professional connections and selling products from her brand line, which includes Steriliner, Plaque HD, and Onyx Smooth. She started out as an account manager for Aligner Manufacturing and worked her way up to project manager position. Her passion in this industry is to help small businesses grow to their true potential. It is now my pleasure to bring you to my interview with Kiana Conley. Kiana, I am so excited to spend some time with you this afternoon. You and I met at the Do event, and you introduced me to a product that I absolutely love. So for any of you listening, I love this Onyx face cream that she introduced me to. And it's something that if you are interested in new face cream, you should definitely reach out to Kiana. But I can't stop talking about it. I tell everybody about this cream. So thank you for introducing me to Kiana.
1: You are so welcome. You're so welcome. It's actually, you can actually use it on your full body. I use it on my full body and my face and it has done wonders for my skin.
0: Really, really love it. So I am looking forward to seeing what you do with this and and how you're expanding that across the country. So good for you for uh, hitting on a great product, but To get started, um, if you could share with the audience how you got started in the field of dentistry, and then we'll switch to some questions afterwards. But fascinating story, everyone, and I'm looking forward to her sharing it with us. So I actually got, I randomly
1: got started in the dental industry. I was, I was 23. I just had a baby. I was working at a daycare and I was done. Um, I loved, I worked in daycare for probably about 7 years and you know I finally had my own kid and I was I was just done with taking care of other people's kids at that point um loved it did great at it but it was just not for me anymore I really wanted to focus on a career um I had gotten my cosmetology license and at the time it just wasn't something that I could focus on with my daughter so I actually met a friend or I had a friend that told me, hey, I'm working for this company and we have a spot opening. So you should come and try out for it. And I literally had no idea what this company was. I went there that same day. I put in my notice that I was literally just leaving. I was quitting my job. I'd never done that before in my life, but I said, I can't anymore. This is it. And I went to the interview that same day And they asked me to come back for my second interview. This is actually a clear liner manufacturing company. And I did not know anything about teeth. I didn't, I definitely didn't know anything about orthodontics. Um, But I just, I kind of just took a leap and I needed, I wanted a career. I was really determined to get a better job, a better career, you know, find something that I could dip my foot into and I went through training. I still, you know, I, I will tell you the first month that I was there, I was like, they're going to fire me. They, <laughs> they are going to fire me. Like, I don't know anything. And I took my first call. I was so nervous. I was doing support, uh, provider support at this clear liner manufacturing office. And I took my first call and I was so nervous. And you know, this doctor just walked me through, she, I told her I was in training and she walked me through everything and, you know, was really just kind and patient with me. And, you know, she just she just kind of lit this fire in me. And I, from that day on, I just I was like, this is what I want to do, and I want to be the best at this. Um, and so that's kind of how I got my career started. And from there, I, Um, I, you know, I worked there for about almost eight years and I really loved it. I honestly thought that that was going to be my, my whole career for my whole life. And, um, I had a great time. I got to do support. I did sales. I did, um, I did a little bit of like escalations, uh, de-escalations. I, and then I moved into a project management position that, um, that I really fell in love with. And I actually, Kind of found a whole new love for knowledge and learning with my project management career um, and it was a whole different skew of learning but it was just so fascinating to me and I got to make a lot of really cool connections that I probably would have never ever made otherwise and so I just
0: I just kind of fell into it and I loved it from the start really. Let's explore the project management piece. So, what about that was something that you loved, and what what lit your fire there? And then, I also want to go back to—I'm sure you remember the doctor's name, the original doctor. And if if you do or you don't, it doesn't matter. But I don't. You don't. Okay. I wish I did. I really
1: do. And I've been thinking about it since I started putting in my question. I was like, "What is that doctor's name?" Um, But I really cannot remember her name to save my life.
0: (laughs) There is a female doc out there. It It was a female doctor that that really inspired this woman. And so if you're listening, we'd love to know your name. But the bottom line is you've made a difference in somebody's life. And like we were talking before we started recording, you know, it's amazing the impact that you can have on a person you would never know it. So this doctor has no idea that she had a huge, huge amount of, of input into the woman that you've developed into. And that ripple effect is actually helping your family, helping everything that you've done in your life. And so you pass it along one to the next and it's amazing what it builds up to. I, I just, that excites me. So 1
1: million percent, she she really, that call, I mean, it really just lit that fire in me. She was so patient with me. She was so kind and she was teaching me along the way. And that in all my years of working in customer service, I really didn't have a whole, I I maybe had a handful of people that did that with me. And she was just really just amazing. And she was teaching me things that I didn't know yet. And that really lit that fire in me that I wanted to learn more. And I remember actually calling her and asking her questions later um, in my career because she was just so helpful for me. Um, So the beginning of my career, she really did help me a lot. I really wish that I could remember her name. Um, She was honestly, I remember her to this day. I remember her voice. I just remember how patient she was. And any doctor can tell you if they're in the middle of their day, they do not have a whole lot of time to sit on the phone. She sat on that phone with me for almost 45 minutes. Wow. And just really let, helped me help her. It was amazing. And really she did. She changed my life because I was so ready to quit that job. I was so scared to go into something that I had never done before and nothing that I went to school for or anything. And she really just lit this fire and ignited my spirit and wanting to do that. She was really amazing um, and yes, another woman in dentistry.
0: I mean, just mind blowing. Absolutely. All right. So then tell us a little bit about project management. What excited excited you about that aspect of this job?
1: So the company that I worked for was a startup and I was there very early on in the company. And so whenever I got into this project management position, and it was a project management position for our provider services. So. I really got to work with all of the different departments, which one was just, it was really incredible because you're really seeing every single portion of what builds this company and makes them come together. Right. So I got to do a little bit with marketing. I got to do a lot of stuff with manufacturing and quality control. And then I even got to work a lot with, um, our software development. So I, I was learning all different aspects of the company and how this business was run and I got to be a part of it and I got to be a part of really cool projects, things that were just, you know, we're trying to come up with these brand new ideas and I get to work with some of the marketing on some of our, you know, marketing ideas. And one really big aspect that I loved about that position is that we had not really been international in the company and we started really going International, like going global when I got into that position. And they trusted me with all of my knowledge and background to literally train all of our international partners. And so I just got to meet so many people from all around the world um, that I put together training sessions for these doctors and for these support people in the other countries. And it was something that, but it was something that was so fulfilling to me and i just had the best time doing it i love that people could come to me and ask me any question and i always had the answer for them i mean i really worked as hard as i possibly could to make sure that i had every answer for everybody um and it was it was just very fulfilling i felt like i finally was kind of getting the support the recognition mm-hmm. that i had been working towards for several years of my career. Um, it was, it was a small company to begin with. And so, um, and a lot of people that worked there were, were all very close, um, family even. And so it was really hard to move up in that company. And I mean really hard, but I really worked my butt off. I put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears for that company, but I loved it. I I really enjoyed every part of it. And I got to learn, so many new things in that position that I'm able to take now to my career now and, and use as their benefit. So I, you know, I'm working for another startup and I'm the business development manager at Higher Labs. So we have brands like Onyx. Uh, we also have brands like Steriliner and Plaque HD. Um, and those are three of the products that I sell, but I'm also in the business of building connections and relationships with other people. And so it's been a lot of fun because I can come from my sales and support side, but I can also bring in my project management positions and, you know, help them kind of organize the company and help them build their, basically build their company up. So that's something that Kelly and I, Kelly being my boss, um, Kelly and I have been doing and It's been a lot of fun. I really love startups. There's so much ambition and drive within people. And it's just a lot of fun to be able to be a part of like from the bottom,
0: from the ground up. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So you transitioned from there how long ago? So I actually was laid off
1: uh, January of 2020. Oh, because of COVID? Uh, Well, actually, it was actually before COVID. Oh, yeah. January. Yeah we were kind of, we got bought out by a big corporate company and they were making a lot of changes. Um, There were a lot of changes going on in my department specifically. And my role was just not, it was kind of morphed into a different position. And I had just had a baby and, you know, I was, it was kind of like they were slowly, but surely kind of pushing me out. And I mean, it happened. I was, I was devastated. I really was. I, I really loved that company. I still do. Um, I really don't have any hard feelings. Um, I learned so much there, but I, it, it hit me really hard because that's okay. really where I thought that I was going to spend my entire career. I, I really loved
0: it. Um, and I love that I got to work from home. Yeah. So that's one of the side effects of uh, mergers and acquisitions is that, you know, Positions get eliminated. You know, there's a lot of restructuring that happens, and you know, somebody's going to get hurt. Exactly, and unfortunately, that's you know, I was a part of it.
1: Um, but I, I actually worked for. I had a really hard time finding a job. It was right after COVID hit. You know, I was on unemployment for a couple of months and really just took that time to spend with my kids and my family. And then I, I started looking for another job, and then COVID hits. And um, I was actually very fortunate to find a job during COVID. I was actually offered two different positions. And I ended up working at an insurance company. Neither one of those positions were ones that I would have chosen. (laughs) But um, I worked for an insurance company and I was the um, operation analyst. I was the manager of the operation analyst. And to say that I knew nothing about what I was going into would be the understatement of the century. Uh, I had no, I I was like, yeah, but you've done that twice. I've always kind of been thrown into things (laughs) in my career. And I just, I really kind of thrive off of it. And so I, yeah, I was like, she wants me to be a manager. What is she, does she really know what she's talking about? But I ended up just, I taught myself, taught myself a whole new software language. I taught myself how to do reports. I taught myself how to do a lot of Excel things that I had no idea I'd never done before in my life. Um, And I learned a lot. I learned a ton in that career and I I liked it. You know, I started really liking it, but it was, um, it was very stressful. I worked a lot of 12 hour days, 12, 13 hour days, and I wasn't working from home. So I really wasn't seeing my kids a lot. And so that's when I, um, I actually reached out to Kelly. I worked with Kelly at my old job and I, I said, Hey, what are you doing these days? (laughs) Because you know, I'm just, I'm ready for a change. And I know you're still in the dental industry and I'd really love to get back into it. And that's when she told me, if you need a job, I have a job for you tomorrow. And so I said, tell me what it is. And she told me, uh, she sent me the products because I'm, I'm a little weary about um, selling products that I don't believe in. And so I really wanted to test them out and look into them before I said, okay, 100%. And she did. And, you know, I tried them out and I fell in love. And so I said, all right, let's do it. I haven't done sales in probably seven or eight years. So it was a little bit, it was was definitely something that I had to get used to again. But it's been a lot of fun. And I, my kids are so happy. You know, my daughter tells me all the time that she loves that I'm able to be at home with her and I pick her up from school every day. But I still get, you know, my full day's work in every day. And, you know, sometimes it's working around the clock, but it's not even it's not even like it's not fun. It's it's
0: fun work for me. So I've really been enjoying it. So I think that that's one of the um, the blessings and silver linings of covid is being able to be more flexible and be able to be home more. I, I see the same thing with my son-in-law and my daughter. My daughter had already transitioned to a home office before COVID hit, but my son-in-law was, was still traveling into the city, into Boston. And you know they had one two-year-old, and then two, just over two years old, they had their second one. So she was born in November of last year of 2020. And, you know, they, neither one of them have ever gone back to work. They have a nanny that comes in during the day and the kids know that mommy and daddy go to work and, and they pop in at lunchtime, get their lunch, have a, have a little snack with the kids and then go back upstairs. So, you know, for them, it has been unbelievable. And for me as a mom, and I think I shared with you that, that one of the things that I had a lot of regret over is the guilt about leaving my daughter and doing dental school in the middle of. Of her growing years young years but you know there was a lot of positive outcomes during that time but this is a positive outcome i think that's going to have a long-term lasting effect on our children because you know i remember growing up my mom was always home the one time that i needed her i had a bicycle accident and she just happened to go do something with a neighbor but the bottom line is it didn't matter what we our moms were always home during you know my generation and so i think that it's it's helpful for the stability of the family that that parents are around absolutely
1: yeah it definitely it also helps you know my husband is self-employed and so he kind of gets to make his own schedule as well and so it's just what the kids are used to and so whenever i did have to go into the office um, it was really It wasn't as hard on my son. My son's two, but my daughter is actually going to be eight next week. And it was really hard on her. COVID in general was really hard on her. So then, you know, not being able to see her friends and be in school like she regularly was. And then on top of that, now mom has a new job and she's never home. You know, I was maybe home for a couple of hours um, every day. And so it was, It was really rough on her. So, and really that's what drove me to say, okay, I can't do this anymore and I need to find a new job. I also was diagnosed with Bell's palsy last year. Like, uh, I think it was a month, about a month after I had started that job at the insurance company and the doctor was like, you know, stress, stress can really hurt it. And I was like, well, this job is not helping my Bell's palsy at all. I'll I'll tell you the week that I quit that job and the next week I started my new job, my bells palsy improved immensely. And I really think that it was just that that weight of stress that I had knowing that I wasn't here for my family, I was working so hard, so many long hours, I was driving an hour and a half there and back. I mean, it was really rough, but it was something that I felt like I had to do at that time. You know, I needed a job. Nobody was getting jobs during COVID and I was just lucky enough to have one. So I, you know, that's how I took it. And I'm so glad that I did leave. Like I said, I learned a lot, but it was really good for my, my mental health, my physical health. And it was really great for my family.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're in a position now and tell us what that role is. So I'm business development manager. I actually
1: basically just work on sales and helping promote our products. So I am working with a lot of dental offices. I also work with um, beauty studios. Um, I have a friend that actually owns a beauty studio that she uh, purchases our hand sanitizer. It's uh, alcohol free. It's amazing. Great on the skin. But there's just so many products that we that we have. So I really have a variety of clients, um, which I love cause I get to do, you know, some dental things. And then I get to do just some, you know, regular consumers that I, that I get to go and meet with and really introduce our products to, um, I'm working with, uh, Dr. Dasani who I, I don't know if you know, but I, I met her at do as well. And I just have really been enjoying, um, the connection that I've made with her and being able to go out to her office and kind of get, I kind of get to experience what all of these other women or men or, you know, all of these other people are doing in their lives. And I'm just trying to help them bring our products and make their patients happy. At the end of the day, we have some really great products. My probably my favorite is Onyx, but my second favorite of all time is our, our mouth rinse. It's alcohol free. It is It's for dry mouth and I have extreme dry mouth and that has been life-changing for me. I used to drink an entire bottle of water every night. I don't even have to open a bottle of water at night anymore. It's amazing. I love it. It's better than biotin. I will praise it and tell everybody about it because it's literally my favorite and it is the most unexpected thing to be my favorite product. Uh, But it is, it's great. And I mean, like I said, I had to try out these products before I started working there. And I, I just really, I love them all. There's not one that I'm like, um, no, I I mean, I just love them all. We, my daughter is really obsessed with the plaque HD toothpaste. It's been a game changer in brushing routines for us. And I've gotten to work with a lot of really cool people. Um, Carrie Wustenick was another person that I got to work with um, and do, we did a fundraiser for cure for the kids.
0: Oh, yes. I've heard about it. Excellent. Congratulations. It was great. We we had I had a great
1: time working with her and really being able to share some of our products um, to kids in need, really. So I've been trying to help and work on a little bit of passion projects here and there. And um, my job kind of allows that. But really building those connections and bringing those products to offices is
0: our main goal. It's all about relationships, isn't it? And I think we get so much further by collaborating than trying to do it all on our own or, you know, feeling like everyone is competition to us. I mean, you know, if you if you think that way, it's it's very unlikely that that you're going to succeed because the bottom line is there's no competition except for yourself. And you know, there's plenty of business. I I remember saying this on so many occasions when I entered the dental field, you know, I had a doctor say to me at one point, oh, don't move to this, this town, you'll never make it here. And I I questioned him a little. And I said, what do you mean? He said, there's just too many dentists here and we don't need another one. So he was feeling like, there was competition, but to me, I had already had a practice and, you know, just was looking at a different location. And so, you know, years down the road, we, we worked very closely next door to each other. And uh, I always felt like, um, you know, he wished I had listened because he just competed with me the whole time. And you can't get anywhere when you compete against another person, you just have to compete against yourself and, and know that everything is going to be fine.
1: Yeah, 100%, you know, and I think that also kind of ties in, you know, there was one of your questions was, what's that one piece of advice and my dad's, my dad always told me it is, it's not always about what, you know, it's about who, you know, and I have carried that with me. I mean, I think he probably told me that when I was five, six years old and I've always carried that with me and it, it is really And that's something that has been completely true for my entire life, for my entire career, especially, you know, I've always gotten, I've always done better in my career whenever I've made those connections and use those connections to use those people's relationships to build up not only my career, but theirs. And I think that collaborating is, is
0: amazing. And it really gets you a lot farther. I think um, just a key point to pass along to people in case, you know, there's some budding salespeople out there. When I go to conferences, I always write down people I've met, you know, what school they go to or what school they work at or, you know, whatever I, I find out about them, because just like our patients, you never know when you're going to need somebody in that particular scope or you want to make a referral. Let's say a patient moves to a certain area of the country. You want to make a referral to somebody that, you know, in that area, you know, having done that for the the past eight to 10 years, it's amazing how many connections you get all in the the field. Every time I think about it, the field is huge and small at the same time. Exactly. You know, there's so many people, but man, oh man, we're just six degrees of separation because everybody knows everybody else in this field, I think.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I really love it because, because like you said, you know, it's, it's that thing. I'm the same way. I, I will write down, even if it is the most minuscule, maybe you think it's minuscule, but I think it's really important, um, especially in building my relationships with my clients. I like to take a, a little bit more of a personal approach so I like to get to know you. And I like to, if I find out about your grandkids, are you talking to me about your grandkids? I like to ask about them, you know? I like to know that you are doing well in your life before I try to get money from you.
0: <laughs> it's really good for philosophy. It really is. Because, you know, once they know you care, the rest is is easy. Exactly. And I mean, really, I,
1: for me, yes sales it's it's extremely important in my position right but that's not that's not what is important to me mm-hmm. what is important to me is my relationship with my customers my clients and to make sure that they are completely 100% satisfied with everything um, i'm always that that 100% following up making sure that you've got your products um, and you know i had an office a couple weeks ago that i they had placed an order with me and I just followed up and made sure that they got it in their office. And they were like, yeah, you, you talked to us the other day. And I was like, I know, I just want to make sure you guys got it. And you know, if you guys need any help on selling the products as well, I'm just, I want them to know that they can come to me anytime they're having any questions on selling the products and they because maybe it's a new product that they haven't sold in their practice. Um, and that I think can be really hard, especially when you're trying to introduce patients to new things. A lot of people are afraid of new things. So it's always something that I want them to know that they can be comfortable with me enough to say, Hey, we, we just really can't
0: get this to sell. What can you do to help us? Yeah. What kind of script can we use? And that's a key point because, you know, the last thing you want is somebody on the team and the doc spending all this money and the team doesn't feel like they can, they can quote unquote sell it because they don't believe in it. So you've got to get them to believe in it first before they can allow a patient to believe in it. So I think that that is a key uh, component of the sales process is, okay, here's why this is so good for your patients. Here's why you should, you should uh, promote this because it's going to do X, Y, and Z, whatever that might be.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I, I do like to offer lunch and learns if they're feeling a little bit hesitant. Um, maybe because I know for this office, they, they really liked the mouthwash and everybody in their office really liked it. They thought that it'd be really great for their clients or their patients. And so they, they asked me to come and do just a little lunch and learn to kind of give them a rundown of how their strategy on how they can sell it to their patients. Um, and I think that just being able to do that made them a lot more comfortable and more comfortable to sell the products and to really stand behind it a little bit more. So I, I love being able to give them different strategies to use and they're all different because there are so many products. There are so many different strategies that you can use to sell to your patients and really amp them up on, on those products. Cause really the offices aren't ordering these products because they want, they want to upsell. They want to make profits. It's, they believe that those products are going to be really great for their patients and it's just let, getting the patients on their side, you know, to say, okay, maybe he's right. Maybe she's right. Yeah. Maybe they want to do this. Or maybe, yeah. you know, maybe this is going to work for me. Um, I know a lot of p- patients with the dry mouth, they struggle with like the flavor of biotin. So it's like, okay, well here, try this one instead. And once they, once they get something really bad, it's hard to try something new and trust that doctor to say, okay, like, is this really going to work this time? Um, so I think that having those additional strategies for the doctors and not only the doctors, like really, it's a lot of the times it's the hygienist.
0: It's the theme. Yeah.
1: It's the receptionist. It's somebody else that is selling that product for you. So really getting to work with them, um, is, and it's also really fun for me. I love to bring in lunch and really just go over everything and bring up different ways.
0: So you already switched gears on us, which is great because you know you're, you, you, you hit on a couple of my key questions already. Um, the next one I have for you is, you know each of us has obstacles to overcome in our lives. and you know can you think of a, a significant obstacle that you've had to overcome, that you want to share with the audience and maybe some lessons learned so that you can pass along your wisdom? Um, I would say in my life, my
1: biggest obstacle, um, really for me was, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a young mom. I had my daughter when I was 23 and I wasn't, I didn't have any really connection with the father. Um, so I was really in it alone. Um, uh, my dad had also died, um, whenever I was six months pregnant with her. So I had a lot, uh, going on that year and I was really, I really didn't have time to grieve. Um, Because I was pregnant and I was just trying to, I was just trying to get through it. But I, I really think that that was one of the biggest obstacles. And, you know, after I had my daughter, I was still really struggling with uh, finding a career and um, I was still living with my mom, my stepdad. And I, I really just wanted to, I wanted to make my dad proud. My dad was like my, my big cheerleader and I really wanted to make myself proud and I wanted to make my kid proud and I knew you know I didn't have a college degree I had my license for cosmetology but I I didn't really want to do anything with it and so I just wanted to prove that I could that I could do it and that year I found a career that I started and I loved Um, I really fought for myself a lot that year for my pay and and everything and I fought for my daughter and I just really wanted to prove to her that you do not have to, you do not have to have a fancy schmancy degree to make something of yourself. You don't have to, you know, be from an Ivy league to make something of yourself. Like you just have to have that drive and really set those goals. And that was something that I did. And I was, that was one of my biggest obstacles, but I was, I'm very proud of myself and my daughter, I, she looks at me like I'm, I'm the world to her. And I know that she knows that I work really hard and, you know, we set goals together and I just, I love that she has, that she's kind of learned that from me. I love that I was the person that she learned that from. And so that, that was my biggest obstacle that I think that I
0: ever overcame. And so, you know, everything that we hit in life, I have learned teaches us, makes us appreciate something or, you know, we have to learn it again when we don't learn it the first time around. So it always comes back to haunt you. If you decide to ignore the lesson that whatever it is that comes, it comes into your life. Um, I, I, I believe in the saying people come into our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And so, I think there's always a reason for everything that happens in our life. And what it is that we have to learn is totally a personal thing. And um, it wouldn't have come to us had we not had to learn whatever it was that was going to teach us. So, kudos to you for overcoming that is a big burden. And, uh, you know, being a married mom of one, I will tell you that it's hard enough to do it as a married couple, never mind being by yourself. So kudos to you. <laughs> there were, there were definitely a lot of hard times, but we yeah. made it work. I know, I know, I know. And, and not the least of which is a, a non-sleeping baby. If that's anything that you had to deal with me, <laughs> I'm watching my daughter go through that now with my granddaughter and it's just heart-wrenching because, you know, when you have a little one that doesn't want to sleep, it's like you're exhausted, you know, because
1: uh, I have that now with my two-year-old, but mm-hmm. I will say that I really felt like my dad sent down this tiny baby angel to me because she was just the the best sleeper, the most well-behaved, well-mannered child. I was very blessed with her, very lucky to honestly have not had to deal with all of that, with all of the stuff that I already had piled onto my plate. God
0: knows what you can handle for sure. Yeah, exactly. I 100% believe in that. Absolutely. So when you reflect back, do you consider yourself a confident woman growing up? Or do you think that you gained your confidence as time has gone on? I think that,
1: you know, I, I will tell you, I looked at this question. I went back to this question probably for three or four weeks and it really sat with me. It was something that I thought about constantly. And I really, I just came down to, I, there are still times that I am not confident in myself. It is something that I work with and I've struggled with really my whole life. Um, but it is something that I work on every single day. And I have learned some of the things that make me confident. And those are the things that I really try to to push forward. I know that doing my makeup in the morning, that's something that gives me a confidence boost for the day. It just makes me feel, it makes me feel pretty, you know, but really growing up, I didn't have a lot of confidence and, uh, it is something that I really struggled with. And I think that it's something that a lot of young women struggle with. Um, and even older women, um, it is hard to have confidence in this day and age with, so much social media and everything telling you that you have to look a certain way or act a certain way and I really think that I found I, I kind of found myself a few years ago and had this kind of you know what I am not that person that is not who I want to be and that is not who I am and so I'm going to be me one million percent um, and really my husband kind of brought that out of me uh, my husband and I have been, Uh, We were friends for 10 years before we actually dated. He was my best friend and he is probably the only person that I've ever been in a relationship with that has really just wanted me for me. And that was it. You know, he, he was a hundred percent himself with me and I could be 100% myself with him. And really, he helped me gain a lot of my confidence, I will say. Um, And I hate to get mushy, but he really is like, he's, he's that person that came into my life and kind of saved me from me. And I just appreciate him more than he even knows. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to tell him once in a while, though. He really did um, break me out of my shell, I think, Mm -hmm. and really helped me learn to love me a lot more and really just gave me that tough love. And I, I think that's what a lot of people need is that tough love and really to find and surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up. That is always something that has boosted my confidence, but yeah, it's something that I've always struggled with and, um, I'm still learning, you know, I still, I still find ways to build my confidence every day.
0: Well, like you said, you know, it's something that all of us struggle with and I'm putting myself in that category as well, because as a young woman, I did. But even myself today, just like you have just mentioned, you know, if they, if I am tackling a new project or a new whatever it is, there are times when I think, "Oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Am I going to be able to do this? Are they going to be able? Are they going to find out that I don't know how to do this? Right? And what's going to happen if they find out I don't know how to do this? Exactly. So you know, all those thoughts go through our mind. I think that the key that I have learned, and I hope this helps people, you know, the audience out there, the key that I have learned is you got to shut Mo and Schmo. I call them Mo and Schmo, right? Mo and Schmo are in your ears, yakking and yakking and yakking, and they never stop. And it's all that negativity that goes through their head that you don't need to pay attention to because the bottom line is, okay, so I don't know. All right. So I have two options, right? I can ask a lot of questions. I can do research. I can figure it out because you know what, that's, that's who we are. We can figure it out and you figured it out and thank goodness. And I do think that, that, you know, you were sent that, that female dentist to help you on that first day, because that's what you needed at that moment in time to help you gain those confidence that a little itty bitty sense of confidence to allow you to continue to go on and look at the difference it's made in your life.
1: Oh, oh yes. Like she, she really, I, like I said, I think about her, I think about her often, but she really did give me that confidence to continue on with that job and really to, to learn as much as I could. I wanted to, I wanted to be her, you know, I wanted to be able to one day in my career, be so patient with somebody that I, I did that for them. I helped them gain that confidence. And she really did. She, to tell you that I was shaking when I took that phone call, it was real. (laughs) I was literally shaking, pressing the mute button every five seconds because I was just stuttering and so scared. And it was just a call with a dentist. Like I did, I had no reason to be so scared, but I was, and you do, you get so scared whenever it's something that you've never done. But I think I learned a lot in that career is that, you know, the things that I'm most uncomfortable with,
0: I just I just keep pushing through the through the discomfort. Exactly, and that's the, all all it, fear is, and that's exactly what you were experiencing was legitimate fear, right? All fear is not understanding or not knowing something. As soon as you learn it, you have no more fear. So you just gotta push yourself through it and get to the other side. And it's it's like jumping in the pool. Okay, I don't know how to swim but I'm gonna figure it out because I've got to get to the other side. So, you know, I, I, I really, really great advice to pass along to our younger um, members of the audience because, you know, so often they think, and I'm saying this more for myself, so often they think that the older women, you know, I've had, you know, obviously students say, oh my gosh, Dr. Handel, we look up to you, You're, you inspire us, blah, blah, blah. And I will honestly say, I still have moments in my life at this tender age of whatever. I still have moments in my life where I don't know that, that how I'm going to do something, but I have learned that through trial and error, if I don't know, as long as I take one step, somehow the answer either comes to me or I figure it out. And so, you know, if anything comes out of this conversation, that should be the one thing. If you don't know, just keep on going because eventually The answers will come most definitely push through
1: that discomfort. That discomfort is what is holding you back and what is holding your confidence back. And for me, I just have to push through it. And that, that is something that I I've struggled with in the past, um, even with my mental health. And I think that just pushing through that discomfort, maybe that uncomfortable situation, maybe that uncomfortable conversation pushing through it has always, always been great on the other side. And I have felt 1 million percent better and more confident after I've done it. And that is something that I've always talked to my daughter about as well. You know, just push through that discomfort and it'll be great on the other side.
0: You won't know it until you do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Feel the fear and do it anyway. It's a great lesson. So who in dentistry inspires you today? Is there anyone that you can think of that really inspires you?
1: I wouldn't say that anybody... In general, really inspires me. I find a lot of inspiration from a lot of different people, all walks of my life that I've met, and different kinds of inspiration. You know, um, with the Do Retreat, that was that was huge for me. That was something that I've never been a part of, um, but it was something that was completely new for me. And goodness, did I meet some really, really amazing women! Like my goodness, I was. I told Ann Duffy. I said, "Lady, this changed my life. It's it's been great, and I've met so many people and made so many different relationships from that retreat. I mean, that retreat in itself was just huge for me. Um, But really, all there have been so many people in in my career that I have met that have really." given me different types of inspiration um maybe for my career maybe just for my passions and I've really just learned a lot I've learned a lot in the last
0: 10 years you know it's been it's been great I love it awesome what tell us one thing that people would be surprised to know about you oh you know I am a
1: very avid Disney collector
0: um
1: I love vintage Disney I love Disney in general um, my entire office is Disney. My, my bedroom is Disney. Um, but I like collecting vintage art and figurines. Um, I actually, my old boss um, at the manufacturing company, she um, worked for Disney and she was moving to Switzerland and had to get rid of basically everything. And she had these really, really great um, canvas sized posters and from Disney and their original pieces of art. And she said, you know, I'll give you a good price on them. And I said, well, how much do you want for all of them? <laughs> Cause I was like, I, I want them all. And there were six different sizes and, you know, she gave me a great price on them. And now they're hanging in my house and I, I look at them every day and I just love them. I love her for giving them to me. They were just one of my, one of my precious things. But, um, my husband obviously knows of my, my slight obsession. And we'll go, we'll go to, we like to go antique shopping and kind of go into those little hole in the wall antique places. And he, he's really good at spotting the tiny little figurines that are from, you know, the twenties, forties, fifties, and we'll find them and give them to me. And it's really, it's really sweet. So it's kind of a kind of fun thing that we like to do when we're going shopping, we like to look for those little Disney memorabilia. And so I have a really good co-
0: collection. I'm a little obsessed, but it is what it is. It makes me happy. Did you see the new castle um, that they built in Hong Kong? I did. I know. I, as soon as I saw it, I said, Oh, my gosh, I want to take you know, so I have a new granddaughter. And you know, when it's time for her and her brother to go to Disney. I can't wait to take them first of all, or go with them. um, Because I'm sure their parents will take them too. But I never got a chance to do that with my daughter because she always skated. And I was in dental school at the time. So I really would like to spend some time with her doing this. Um, And I, I fell in love with that castle. And I said, Oh, my gosh, I've got to see it. I love how they made the different steeples and each one is a different princess. So it's fun. Just so beautiful. Yeah, actually that's where my husband and I
1: honeymooned. We went to Disneyland.
0: Oh, very
1: good. We had a blast. <laughs> it was great.
0: <laughs> All right. I think you might've shared this before, but do you have a personal motto or a mantra that you live by? Is it the same one you shared about your dad or? Um, no, actually it, it's a little bit
1: different. Um, my dad used to always say, I have to look it up because I always forget exactly what it is. It's if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And that is something that he, gosh, kind of instilled with to us when we were very young. Um, but really my dad helped me kind of be the go-getter I am in my career. Like he was always, he worked in the restaurant industry. He was a general manager of a restaurant for as long as I can even remember from a very young age. And, you know, he always really instilled that we had to really push. If we wanted something, if we wanted something, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do to get it. You know, if you always, if you always do what you always do, then you're never going to get what you're just going to get, what you always got. You're not going to get anything new from it. Um, And it's kind of like that, you know, it's also kind of like that saying that like insanity is just continuing to do the same thing over and over again. And so, he just really always taught me to, to go big or go home. You know, you, you really have to go, if you want the things that you want in life, then you really have to set those goals to achieve them. And I honestly, I know that that's how I've gotten where I've gotten in my life. Um, I've always had that drive and my sister's the same way, you know, she's always had that drive. Um, So it's, it's really hard for us to be around people that don't have that same drive um, or to like surround ourselves with people that don't have those same goals and drive to do, to do better.
0: Well, I, I, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said, because quite honestly, you know, most people, when they look at successful people say, Oh, she's just so lucky or he's just so lucky, right? It just comes easily. They don't understand the hard work and the discipline that goes behind it. Uh, you would never have been where you are today without that discipline and that, that strength to work your, your way through something you did not know, right? Yeah, I would never have been a dean of a, a, a dental school if I hadn't pushed myself to do more and be more all the time. And I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was to, to show women that, you know what, you can do more. You can be more. If you want to, if you're a dental assistant, you want to become a hygienist, do it. If you want to become a dentist, do it. You know, if you want, if you're tired of, of the dental industry or being in a dental practice, go and learn sales. There's nothing you can't do if you just put your blinders on, stick to it and just go for it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was able to really focus on, on my career, you know, after, after my dad died and I was really with my daughter and that was honestly, that's what I did. I just lived and breathed work and, um, it made me really happy because I was passionate about it. Um, and it was something that I knew I really wanted to do. I wanted to do more. I didn't want to just be stuck in customer support. You know, that was not, that was not a lifelong goal dream for me, And so I, I knew that I just really had to work it. I had to do what I wanted to I had to really set aside my, my friends sometimes, and those going out of town or, you know, doing all these really crazy fun things because I had my things that I wanted to focus on first. And now I'm at a point where, okay, now I can go and, you know, do some of these extra things, these fun things that I, maybe I couldn't have done back in the day. Um, but I, I'm at, a better stage in my career to where I can do those things now.
0: Well, congratulations. This has been an unbelievable conversation, Kiana. I can't thank you enough for for spending some time with me this afternoon. Oh, no.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Lots of great wisdom to share with the, with the audience and, you know, really great insight into what it really takes to, to start and be confident at something brand new. So thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. And thank you again. I I am just so happy to have gotten the opportunity to do this. I've, I had my doubts. I was nervous, but like I said, I pushed through that comfort and I got, I got to it. So I'm really, really glad that I did it and really glad to be here with you. And it's not so bad, is it? It's not. It's not bad at all.
0: (laughs) I had a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Kiana. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in Dentistry podcast with Dr. MJ Hanlon. If you like our show and want to know more about us, check out our website, thewomenindentistry.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for our next episode as we bring you another amazing woman leading the way for the next generation.